Wrapping Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Today we're going to talk about soul ties. What on earth are soul ties? Is this even legit or is it weird? Yes, the answer is yes. And yes. Amy, you have the most amazing personal testimony regarding soul ties. So over to you. Would you tell us your story? I will. And and this story is really what made me passionate about the significance of soul ties. That it isn't just a out there concept, but something that actually impacts a lot of the world around us. Yeah, my menstrual cycles had always been weird and they were getting, at the older I got, the weirder they were getting. They were lasting for a long time and they just weren't healthy. And I had done all the things, gone to the doctors, done all the things, you know, ultrasound, birth control pills, all the things to fix it yeah. and nothing would fix it. And my doctor was like, well, I guess you're just one of those women that this is just life. Yeah, and that's a lot of people's story. And while it seems like a really personal issue, like, well, Amy, that sounds like a personal issue. The truth is it impacts a huge amount of your life, your physical activity, your marriage, your intimacy. Like, this is actually a big deal and it doesn't seem like something we should have to live with. And yet you had exhausted all possible resources. Yeah, and so I um, had kind of just resigned myself to the fact, okay, this is is how it is. And um, I had gone to... um, kind of like an inner healing soul care training thing that we kind of talked about some of these tools and one of the topics was soul ties and I was like uh that's kind of a bit on the weird side but I'll listen and at the end of the whole teaching they're just like ask Jesus if there's anybody you need to break soul ties with and even though I was still like this seems kind of weird I'm a rule follower and so I signed up to do the things so I'm going to do the things so I asked Jesus and three names came And one of them was, I mean, it wasn't a name because I couldn't remember her name. But one of them was, it was a name or it was a girl who in kindergarten I'd had uh, sexual exploration with. And there was no shame attached to that. There was no unforgiveness, secret. It felt done to me. Yeah, it's just something little kids do. It's actually not a great big deal. Mm -hmm. There's there's nothing attached to it except that this is kind of unfortunate, but part of life, it happens. And all of the tentacles that were there, I had already dealt with. And so that name came and I was like, okay, like I'll just cut soul ties. So cut soul ties with this person. And immediately the thought came into my head, your bleeding issues are done. Wow. And I was like, huh, that seems interesting. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna tell anyone just, you know, cause I don't want to say, I think this is what Jesus did and what the soul ties did until I can have proof. But I don't, it doesn't make sense to me, but there felt like there was actually something in declaring what had happened before there was evidence of it happening. I kind of told some people of like, Mm -hmm. I think like this is, and I think maybe this was it. This was Mm -hmm. it. Sure enough, next period, it was normal. Perfectly healthy in every way. Perfectly healthy in every way for the first time in years. That's actually such a big deal. That was two years ago, almost to the month. Yeah, it was in February to the, so two years and it's been normal ever since. And right then was like, soul ties are real. Godly soul ties are really important. Ungodly soul ties wreak havoc in ways that we don't even know about. Right. And so here on our podcast, it's a really big deal to us that we recognize experiences and also always have them grounded in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So the Word of God, the Bible, never talks about in plain English something called a soul tie. Scripture does refer to it. If it helps our listeners any, psychologists also will call bonding They'll say codependency. These are all just other words that kind Mm -hmm. of describe both a good and a not good 
connection tie of our souls. So you and I use the word soul ties, but there's more than one way to describe mm-hmm. it. So you being the awesome person that you are dug into scripture is like, there's there's some references here. Can you just give us like two or three so yeah. that we have something to anchor to? So uh, one of the best ones is in the story of Joseph when mm-hmm. he's next to Pharaoh and his brothers come and they're like, he's like, no, you have to bring your father's favorite son and in Genesis. Yeah. And Judah, I think, says, no, our our father's life is bound up with this boy's. Right. Which would indicate such close attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in other parts in Colossians, it talks about how we will be knit together by the strong ties of love. Yes. So that, yeah. again, indicates. Yeah. Scripture describes Jonathan and David's souls being knit together. Some yeah. translations actually use those yeah. words. So we have really healthy bonds. Like you and I have a healthy bond. That could also become an unhealthy bond. Mm-hmm. Describe for us what an unhealthy soul tie looks like. So an unhealthy soul tie, I love when um, I was teaching this to our small group, one of the people there just had one of those illustrations that so make it clear what an unhealthy is. So we are plugged into God, kind of I picture all these electrical cords, plugged into God of all the things, and for those who can't listen, I'm gesturing wildly with my hands, which is not (laughs) helpful. All these things plugged into God, all the things that we need from God, and Everyone that we are in relationship with, because it's our souls that do the connecting, Mm -hmm. that we are in relationship with that is godly, that provides support and encouragement and blessings, we have electrical cords plugged in. So one with you. But if I take one of the cords that is getting source and something I need from Jesus, if I unplug it and plug it into you, that shrivels up and dies. And now I have an ungodly soul tie because I'm looking to you or a place, or an aspect, or an object for a need that actually only Jesus is made to fulfill. I've discovered that you can also have both a godly and an ungodly soul tie in a relationship that is a gift from God, right? Mm -hmm. So my marriage is a covenant relationship from God. And my understanding of scripture is when he says in scripture that the two shall become one, this great mystery, that's actually our souls are knit together in marriage. And that's good. But some of our sexual experiences are outside of marriage. So you had a sexual experience with this little girl that created a bond between you that wasn't a covenant bond, right? Mm -hmm. That's not how God designed it to happen. I think if people have heard about soul ties, it's been strictly in the sexual relationship Mm -hmm. aspect Mm -hmm. of it happens when there is sex outside of the way God designed it. Right. So if you've had sex with 10 people, you actually have a bond with all of those people, even if they're like way part of your history. So one of the cool things that I've been able to do with people in breaking unhealthy soul ties is like, they'll stop having dreams about an ex. Haunting memories from sexual abuse stuff. One aspect of the healing of that is to sever unhealthy ties. So for sure, anytime there's sexual contact, we've created a bond, right? Just created a bond. And not all of those are from God. So we need to be able to break them. Where else have you really seen soul ties show up? I've really seen it in things of unforgiveness. Hmm. And that's kind of the one that is, um, you know, not a one-time deal because we, right, it's a struggle to deal with forgiveness a lot of the times. But in unforgiveness, because we are demanding from someone that we are demanding the repayment, the fixing, the making things right, that Jesus has actually already died for, that he's already made a way. So we're demanding, we're looking to them to fulfill a need that Jesus already has. Yeah. And so it's keeping us chained to this person in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. So whenever we have unforgiveness, we're going to have an ungodly soul tie. Right. Even though it's not a sexual relationship. Yeah. I found that most people, and frankly, everybody, but since I don't have an exception and I, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's really helpful 
to recognize that we can have unhealthy soul ties with our parents and with our children. Those are big ones. And it's, it's always the corruption of a really good relationship, right? My children need to find nurture and comfort in me. I am God's representative in their life to provide that. But when it becomes unhealthy, man, when their behavior starts to define my identity and I feel really uncomfortable, oh my goodness, they're blah, and my emotions are just getting carried away beyond, man, this isn't a good idea. Right? This behavior is not a good idea. But man, when it starts to define me, I recognize it's like I've taken one of those electrical cords that belongs in God that defines who I am and my identity according to what he said, and I'm putting it in my kids. Their behavior is starting to define my sense of who I am. And I go, oh man, there, there's the unhealthy soul tie. So I'm going to sever the unhealthy tie, but I'm not severing the relationship. I think it's really important to recognize that it can be that way in really good relationships. And another thing that I've kind of noticed and one of my thing, my soul ties that was brought up in this training thing was around um, traumatic or high intensity feeling situations, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, whether that is in the context of counseling or, you know, inner healing ministry stuff. Yeah. But even in just like really intense situations with maybe your job as a nurse or as a police officer or ambulance. Mm hmm. Or just with a friend who's going through something really traumatic or really intense and you're there. That those areas where there's fragility and intensity, that it's really easy to make an ungodly soul tie. Yeah, and it's not something we're picking. It's something that's happening because we're living, breathing, feeling humans. Mm. Another place I've seen it shown up uh, significantly is with places and spaces and land. So a few times, people that have had to move away from a place they really, really loved and they can't stop thinking about it and they can't seem to move on to the new place, sometimes what I've done is just walk with them through breaking that ties with that space because their assignment there is done. God has moved them on or life has moved them on, however you want to see it, but they're not able to be fully present in the new place. So we just deal with the unhealthy tie that they have with the past. We can thank God for it, but it's over and it's done. Another one is is around pornography. Because we don't just go to pornography to meet our sexual needs. Actually, I don't think we ever do. Pornography is never a, hey, I'm feeling really sexually aroused. I want to get satisfaction. I'm going to go to pornography. It is we are looking to fulfill a need that pornography will never meet. That it is something that we need to get from God. And so whenever we look at pornography, often we are creating ungodly soul ties with those images. And so people I've talked to, but also for myself, is when there's images that repeatedly come up, it's a breaking of the soul ties that makes a difference of just like, okay, it is now unentangled. It doesn't have that leash anymore. So right, people can experience, and I've experienced freedom from pornography stuff for a lot of years now, but for a while, the images still were right there. Yeah, and that gives you the feeling of still sort of being defeated. It's like, I'm picking to not do the behavior, but it still has a hold on me. And so this has been such a key significant thing for people that are trying to break free of it, just recognizing, hey, I gave part of myself to that image and I took something from it, but I can deal with that. So do we want to talk about how we deal with it? Whenever I um, talk about this, it can feel, as we list all the things, if nobody's ever thought about this, all of a sudden it can feel really overwhelming of like, oh my goodness, all the soul ties everywhere. How do I even? Mm -hmm. But I love that Jesus knows which ones are the significant ones for this time. That we don't have to scrounge. We don't have to, you know, make this big long list of, oh, all we have to do is say, Jesus, who are the people that I need to break soul ties with? Or what do I need to break soul ties with right now? And trust him that as he brings up names, Mm -hmm. to go with them. Yes. So I think it's... uh 
just a point of reference for people. If there's someone who's passed away in your life, you can use this tool and just sever all ties with them. Not that you're abandoning the relationship, not that you're no longer receiving the joy of what was great about that, but that sense of hemorrhage in your soul will often end. Miscarriage, death, if you sever the ties because that assignment is over, you don't have to have a bond with them anymore. Yes, you love them. Yes, they're part of your story. But that hemorrhaging of the soul often will end when you break soul ties. There's also the real specific of there are relationships that you are in that are important and you only want to break the ungodly soul ties. So this is with my, my spouse, with my kids, uh, really close relationships like you and I, Amy. If I was recognizing, oh man, I am feeling really jerked around by Amy's opinion of me right now. I'm totally wanting to change my behavior because I'm not sure she thinks what I'm doing. You know, that little rabbit trail of natter natter is a clue to me, unhealthy soul tie. So if I was going to break, you know, recognize I need to deal with that, I would in this prayer, this tool that we're going to give our listeners, make sure I included the words ungodly soul ties because I want to keep the godly bond. He's given us a gift in our relationship and ministry together. So to differentiate, there are things that when they are done in your life, whether it's a past relationship, a past space, you just sever all unhealthy ties. But when it's in an ongoing relationship that's a gift from God, we say only ungodly soul ties. So do we want to share the tool with people or is there one more thing we need to cover first? One more thing we need to cover. So soul ties are the final step in things. It isn't, you know, if I am actively engaged in um, unforgiveness and I will not forgive Michelle, I can't just break this ungodly soul tie because the reason why it's formed still remains. Right. It's trying to to hack at a strong, vibrant tree root Mm. when the reason why it's so strong is still there. It needs to be dead, no life coming to it, and then it's easy to break. Right. So you've got to forgive first. You can't just skip the forgiveness part. Right? And if it's something where it's like it's tied to a person around secrets and shame, you need to confess. There's a confess, repentance. If there's a soul tie because of sinful acts, Mm -hmm. sexual, drug use, anything around that, gossip, you need to repent of that first. There's the forgiveness. And then sometimes there actually just needs to be a dissociation with the person. Right. Sever the relationship because it's not healthy. Actually sever the relationship before you sever or soul tie and then sever the relationship. So it, soul ties is the final step after doing all of this. It's kind of the tying up, it's done. Right. So if you were going to forgive me and then break ungodly soul ties with me, should we walk our listeners through that process and then we'll put the tool in the notes? Yep. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. So you're going to forgive me for, um, I was just really bossy and you felt really controlled by me. Okay. Okay. That feels awfully specific. I know. (laughs) I tried to give a really good example. Yeah. (laughs) So am I going how I would forgive you too? Yes, I think that's a good idea. Okay, so it says, thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. And because of your forgiveness, I now forgive Michelle for being bossy and controlling me. Mm-hmm. That feels so weird, actually, for me to say that because I've never actually experienced that. But okay, this is really comforting to me to find out. So the next important part in forgiving anyone is recognizing how it made me feel, not just going, "This happened." I'm shoving it under the rug. So it made me feel small. This is so fun to watch. No one can see your face. You're trying to conjure up the words, but I'll just go with. I can just go with the ones that are potholes for myself. It made me feel insignificant. It made me feel like an obligation. It made me feel like I wasn't. I didn't know, and I wasn't doing things right. It made me feel like a disappointment. So Jesus, 
I take all of this pain and loss and I give it to you. I release Michelle from the obligation to make things right with me. She doesn't owe me anything. And I look to you, Jesus, to redeem and restore all that was lost here. And I release Michelle from any judgments I have made. And I bless Michelle with experiencing the Father's love. And I bless Michelle with greater awareness of how much of a delight and a privilege that she is. I bless Michelle. Okay, this is the fun part because I'm actually just blessing Michelle right now. This is so fun. It's like, I don't want our listeners to see us sitting here in our sweatpants and... Uh, yeah, the way we are, yeah. glamorous as it is early on a Friday morning. But it would be really fun if they could see our faces because I'm just like loving this blessing part and you're just was struggling with the forgiving and making up stuff part. So it's just really fun. I feel yeah. the blessing and I just receive all that blessing actually. Oh, good. Yeah, those are good blessings. And so, yeah, the whole thing, we've got a whole podcast on forgiveness if anybody wants to kind of explore that more, which we're trying to pack a lot into this one. But we'll put the tool in the notes. But now that you've forgiven me, Mm -hmm. Amy, you can sever unhealthy or ungodly soul ties with me. So it'd be in the name of Jesus and by by the power of the cross. Because we don't have actually any of the power on our own. It's because of what Jesus did on the cross and the power of his name and his authority that he has that we're able to do this. So it's in the name of Jesus and by the power of the cross, I break all unhealthy or ungodly, whatever one you like body soul and spirit ties form between michelle and i i send back to her all parts of herself she gave to me outside of godly order and i take back from michelle all parts of myself i gave to her outside godly order and because we already have a relationship a good godly relationship that i'm just going to ask then i just say god i ask you to bless and strengthen the relationship we have And that you would set a guard on my soul that I don't connect with Michelle again in this way. And then I just really like, now that that's cleared up, I really like to take a moment to be like, Father, what's the truth about this situation that you want me to know? And just pause. Sometimes people don't get anything. That's okay. But sometimes people get a picture of what the relationship, how God wants the relationship to be, or the beauty of it, or even just an awareness of their, again, their identity in who God has created them to be. Yeah. So this is so beautiful. And I don't know, I suspect among our listeners, there might be some that are still going, wow, that's a little out there, just like you used to kind of feel about it. I can only encourage you. I mean, Amy's story is amazing. Something that was really stealing her joy and her flourishing and in her life was cleared up by dealing with an ungodly soul tie. And I have countless stories of people's relationships being recalibrated and restored and peace coming to people. And I just have so many testimonies. So I encourage our listeners, you know, maybe this is out there on the edge. Consider what we've shared today. Talk to Jesus about it and maybe give it a try because will it hurt? And I bless you as you lean into Jesus and trust that he's led you here to this podcast today. I bless you as you pursue knowing him heading further up and further in.